Welcome! You are now on the second part of the Last King Podcast Episode 3, where we talk about Star Trek Beyond. Spoiler alert! If you want to check out the bit where we talk about Ghostbusters and Mirror's Edge Catalyst, head on to the first part of Episode 3 via the link that's on this episode's description. The Last King. The Final Frontier. These are the adventures of two nerds with way too much free time on their hands. Their mission to engage in all sorts of pop culture debate. To go where no podcast has gone before. This is The Final Frontier. Okay, now we're gonna talk about the new Star Trek movies. You Star know what Trek you just Beyond? said? You should that should actually be a ringtone or a message tone. Yeah. And we're back. And we're back. Dude, this is a Saturday Night Live yeah. uh, reference. Yep. I I know, but still the way you the delivery was good. The Thank you very much, good. you know. And speaking of delivery and speaking of the strong female protagonist, yeah. okay, Star Trek Beyond. The third in the new rebooted Star Trek universe, you know, the Chris Pine universe, the Zachary Quinto universe. I'll be the first to say I loved it so much. I'll be the second to say I loved it too. Mm. It was everything I wanted in a Star Trek movie. Okay. The whole Star Trekking part especially. Now, here's um, some of the problems I have with it. Uh, Those stars are bad then. Let's just go straight into it, right? Now, despite it being, you know, a fun, action-packed Star Trek movie, you know, I mean, just like the first one, and the second one, which I did say is probably to me my favorite of the new three Mm -hmm. Into Darkness yeah there I said it okay now this that's something we're gonna have to go back to definitely yo I'll take on any of you motherfuckers okay (laughs) not Trekkie or not but um, I have I mean it's a great movie it's a solid B okay if I'm gonna read it straight away it's a solid B very close to an A minus now one thing that kind of stands out right is that uh I could sense from every uh, scene, like, you know, how much J.J. Abrams has that very significant amount of polish, like, when he when he does things. Like, Justin Lin I mean, did a fantastic job. I mean, I didn't know what else he did besides, what, the Fast and the Furious movie. Yeah, he actually made the Fast and Furious relevant. When you think about it, he Dude, was... that movie will never be relevant. <laughs> no, he I, actually he I, actually sort of raised it up from. Uh, is it? Is it he, became a caper. It became a good caper. I mean, he se. he made it what it is today, right? Yeah, Which yeah. is like uh, the the money maker for Universal, right? Was it or or for Vin Diesel? Yeah, yeah. That, either way, either way. Who really doesn't have a career outside of these movies? Right? <laughs> yeah, set to say. I mean, he should be in a Star Trek movie. He is like, I mean, like he know, could be a villain or a dude. A Riddick and Star Trek crossover. Oh my god, that Holy would be so shit. good. Okay, okay, but so we're too strangled too much already. Okay, I we I know we have. So the the bad the bad thing about uh, Star Trek. I beyond. miss JJ. Abrams little touches you know and like fuck you if you're like one of those guys oh the lens flares in part one were obnoxious like, oh. I think it was more than a lens flare that was a problem with JJ's stuff to be honest for, for part one? Uh, both actually in fact part one and part two the whole okay there, there's this whole thing that JJ Abrams like to do where oh I'm gonna keep a surprise but we know that the surprise is the thing that, that you guys don't expect 
kind of, sort of. I, I wish it wasn't made a big deal, but he did. You're one of those guys who thought that the, the Khan reveal was... Okay, but it was just done. into darkness? Not really, but just the delivery, everything just felt... You know, I could be watching something else apart from this, you know? I've seen this before, unfortunately. And that whole internal conflict that happened with the first and the second, it just felt... It wasn't Star Trek-ish in that sense. It didn't oh. feel... I mean, that, that, was, that was my big beef with both shows. And there was too much focus on Kirk. Now, granted, Kirk was awesome in the past shows. But this new Kirk, he's not strong enough to bring the movie on its own terms. Is that how you feel? No, I thought Chris Honestly, Pine thought, is an amazing Kirk. No. I mean, he is the kind of Kirk that this generation needs. No, no, I mean, he's supposed to be the womanizer, all that. But it's his crew members that actually put him grounded. And sad to say, the first two films did not really do the other crew members... That much justice, okay, except for Spock, obviously. But yeah, the so other so nail Spock. Yeah, totally. That one, totally. No, but my feelings on Kirk, especially as Chris Pine as an actor, I mean, he does a he does a fantastic job with this character. You know, he made it his own, and also like yeah, there is some semblance of the Shatner Kirk, no, which I did not mind. It's just the younger original series, not the the the, the feature films that came out much after that. But like, yo, this is an alternate timeline. And I mean, that was pretty much what set the stage for all these movies. Is basically like, okay, I mean, granted, in a very, uh, in a very pandering way, I would say this. Like, J.J. Abrams didn't want to piss off all the, the, the Trekkies who, like, dropped good money to watch this. So, like, he did the smartest thing in the world where he made it, you know, like, your continuity, your timeline, your stories still exist. In it's this, just a different timeline. But yeah. these are, yeah, this is an alternate timeline where we're going to go do something fresh. You know, it's, it's like, you know, how there's many different versions of Batman or Superman or whatever. Yeah, which is good. Which yeah, was genius, which yeah. was also kind of, uh, you know, ripped off wholesale by Singer in the X-Men movies. You know, where they have the alternate timeline. Like, oh, you can forget about these movies. Now we're like branching off this way. Now, granted, I know the major problem, like, like the hardcore Star Trek fans especially oh, yes. have with the with the with the so-called the alternate timeline thing, right? Is like they felt that okay, this is an opportunity for you to go and start new adventures, to tell new stories, to go and take these characters into new you know, to to literally take them to places they've never gone before. Pun intended. But JJ Abrams being JJ Abrams, king of the callbacks, king of the references. I mean like, yeah, he remade episode one. I mean, I'm sorry, episode 4. Okay, everybody's biggest complaint about the new Star Wars movie is it's basically the first Star Wars movie. Which is why we should give Star Trek 1 a pass, because he's just trying to build up this alternate timeline. No, but what I love about it is like, okay, he knows, I mean, he, the genius of him is like, he has that magic formula, where, okay, we give the people what they want, and this is exactly the right amount of what they need to like, you know, to, to, to I would say, to, make, to, to, have, to have a pass on I would say like you can't complain. We gave you this. Yeah. This is no, this is what you kind of want. This is exactly the amount you want to like to be like. Okay, JJ Abrams. Okay, you've satisfied us at this point. Now it's whatever left. Whatever you have to yeah. do. But that's for Star Wars, isn't it? No, I'm I'm talking oh, about Star okay. Trek as well. Okay. Okay. Not like what he did with Force Awakens. I mean, uh, basically Star Trek that 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 first reboot was his demo reel to be the the Star Wars director. Yeah. I mean. I'll, I'll just say it right now. But All the you, way down to the R2-D2 cameo. Yeah. But you also mentioned earlier on, he's gonna nail that whole where no man has gone before. That's my problem that, with the first two films. Problem. Okay. They've been you. to where we've gone before. That's okay. an issue. 
I mean, it wasn't new places they've been to. Granted, like the first part of Into Darkness, that was a volcano planet. Yeah. Where else did you go after that? That was Earth, and that was sort of another planet, was it per se? Where it was the native Khan was. planet, right? Yeah. And then back to Earth again with that whole big ass fight after Kirk supposedly no, no, wait, died. Khan was on the Klingon planet, Kronos, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, still Kronos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just I mean, didn't feel outlandish in a sense. Uh, this, is, this is my beef, lah, basically. It just didn't try to break new ground to the point where it sort of felt similar to the first one, except the Khan touch. Okay, so. Well, let's just like put that aside for a while. Okay. Now for beyond, yes, he does not reference anything that existed before, kind of. Yeah, except for the whole where no man has gone before so mantra and all we that. We have sort of a new villain. Yeah. We have sort of a new character, Jayla. Yes. Okay. Awesome character, by the way. All right, I loved her too. The first time I saw her, especially with the white makeup and like you know, like... and her taste in music as well, so so awesome. Okay, now that's one of the problems I have with this fucking movie. What? <laughs> you didn't like that part, what? dude? The way they saved the the what, what was it? What's that place called? Yorktown. What? Yeah, they saw they saved Yorktown by they disrupting. Saved, they, no, they saved Yorktown with old school hip hop. <laughs> no, hey, hey, okay, okay. Spoilers, spoilers. <laughs> by the way, we should keep telling. As you much make... as I love the Beastie Boys, okay, you know, you know Mike D. Uh, it Adam, worked Adam, honestly Adam, what was that? It, the payoff was there I mean we already heard fight the power when, from Jayla's from ship you know, public enemy and then she said oh it's classical music or some shit like that no she didn't say that okay. fucking Bone said that you Bone know, said that oh, yeah. Spock is that classical music no I would have loved if fucking Spock all of a sudden just went and said like uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the term for this kind of music is uh, uh, hip hop <laughs> like, oh, no no it would funny no, if that happened no that's the thing they're like that felt so awkward and so un not not unnecessary, but it's like it, it's so tacked in, in a sense. <laughs> not, just, to, not to me, it wasn't. It felt fucking out of I, it, it, it felt it felt good. It just I mean when you see them all the hive mind getting destroyed. I mean from from the bike really? scene in the middle Yo, and then that part the and scene. then and then that last part with Idris Elba at the end. Uh, no, but that was all good. No, when when sabotage was playing. There's a part of me that was like, yeah, Beastie Boys. But most of me was like, man, this is... I'm supposed to really be enjoying this, but why am I not enjoying this? Why am I not up in my chair cheering like, yes? Weren't there like other Star Trek Next Generation episodes where they use the most unconventional ways to solve I mean, problems? I, I'm all about unconventional ways, right? But like, you know, when that started blaring... Okay, let me, let me just say this. Like, I watched this in the cinema. There was like... The, the sad thing the sad state of cinema here in Singapore is basically no one cheers <laughs> no no not just say no one cheers but I'm in the cinema with like you know like 10 other people mm-hmm. and then like when that thing was blaring at us I was like oh okay they're doing this and I looked to my left and I looked to my right and I just like kind of like popped around and I see like if was anybody reacting to this in a, in a way that would probably be I mean J.J. Abrams or, I'm sorry Justin Lin or maybe even Simon Pegg who wrote this right yeah Simon Pegg the filmmakers I think their idea was like oh hey we're gonna have this one like you know little moment where everybody's gonna be like yeah right and it's like I looked around and everybody was like stone faced like looking at okay this is happening I was probably the only person who was making noise in the cinema when that and that's the problem I I wanted to be like oh fuck yeah Beastie Boys but then it's like no I'm not gonna embarrass okay we're gonna have to watch okay we're gonna have to watch movies in like our own clique and then we can start becoming the guys cheering shit or booing shit Uh, depending on whatever nah nah I'm I'm an advocate for you know if you're in a fucking cinema shut the fuck Fuck up, okay? Other people are enjoying this as much as you. Or yeah, they pay and as when much they're enjoying, you. they should be cheering in a way. I mean, not, not to, to a point, to a point. I guess so. I mean, like, okay, you know, 
but okay but the thing is um humor wise like you know i mean this was a very mixed audience i was sitting in we all laughed at the, the yeah. appropriate moments you know, especially the like the banter between uh, Spock and uh, Bones. Bones. Oh God, you know? yes. <laughs> no, like the, the little sub subplot where they, yeah. the, the two of them are just like you know, you know, they're bonding. Like yeah. I we I giggled. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what I like about Star Trek Beyond. There was actually equal screen time for everyone in the cast. Yes, I would say. That. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, less of Kirk, which is good for me, but also like a bit more of Bones, uh, Scotty. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's something Spock. I need to bring up yeah. too. <laughs> Let's see. Um, nah, Chekhov has all got something too. And U- 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 Uhura well. was Uhura basically, definitely. you know, like uh, she re- was the representative of all the prisoner crew members, yeah, right? Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah, Sulu as well. Yeah. Sulu. No, oh, was good. But, but props to uh, you know the filmmakers for making Sulu, you know, like you know, like, oh hey, gay partnership with the yeah, child. Yeah. That that's the thing. Awesome. It's like you know, uh, like, and that's what the thing about I like about this movie is like you know that whole. Y- that future utopia where like none of this human bullshit actually matters anymore right it's yeah. like oh it, that didn't feel tacked on that didn't feel like oh hey we, we, this is we're speaking out to all of you you know like in the future we should all just love each other no, no, none of that I mean, it was just done very nicely subtly yeah it was done visually no I, yeah, you on know, the nose stuff which yeah, is good and, and that's the thing is like uh, what I liked about this movie is like you know they had all these amazing moments and they didn't hammer it in you know like they didn't make it obvious now, one thing that was fucking obvious, Simon Pegg wrote the script. <laughs> and he was... And he had some dramatic moments for us. I mean, he... I, I guess if you were to write your own movie that you were going to start in, you would give yourself some beefy moments. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, like, he's the one who discovers uh, Jayla. Credit where credit's due. He, he's the one who, like, basically, you helped my friends and... Uh, Oh fuck that Scottish accent, yo! No, I mean, <laughs> it Simon, was funny. Yo. Simon Pegg's an amazing actor, but that Scottish accent, like, yo, you're bordering on Shrek kind of ridiculous, you know? <laughs> Which is fine. He by says me. fucking lassie, like, every time lassie, and it's like, <laughs> stop it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, and then obviously he wrote it. He gave Scotty a dramatic moment. Like that scene when they he, they were trying to convince Jayla, oh, you, we need your help to rescue my friends. We're a crew. We need to work. We need to stick together. Yeah, because I, that was the first was, person Jayla saw. Yeah, yeah. No, no, but, but I was having very strong like shot of the day. Like yo, if you broke into tears, you know, like <laughs> no, Ed, no, you're my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> no, we need your jail. Like to me, Simon Pegg has he does the best crying, hands down. <laughs> I was like, oh, there was a part of me like looking at this. It's like, really? You 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 want? Are you gonna go there? Oh, he didn't. Okay. Oh no, he did not. No, I mean, like, and that would be, I mean, it'd probably be unnecessarily funny, or it probably wouldn't have worked at all. But it's like, no, but I love the man. Okay, Simon Peck. He's a hardcore tricky. Okay, hands down. I mean, he went toe to toe. I think there's an episode of the Graham Norton show where he and Tom Hanks, right? had a Star Trek quiz off or something. Holy know? shit, okay. You gotta find it. I mean, it's probably out there on YouTube, but you, you know, like, yo, I mean, like, a lot of people kind of question, like, who's Simon Peck? Why is, it, why is he writing this, right? Like, yo, he knows his Star Trek. You know, he's legit. Yeah. Right? I think that's what also made this Star Trek Beyond really good. Like, the guy knows his stuff, so everything no, just I, felt... I mean, it was also a conflict of ideals between um, Kirk, his team, and the fact that this guy, uh, the bad guy, uh, Kral, was actually against the whole frontier thing. But that's one of my major problems. Like, the villain 
is like a by the book Star Trek villain. Like, oh, I'm here to kind of destroy Starfleet and uh, uh, for a movie that was designed to like you know stray away from the 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 the, the, the reference heavy JJ Abrams stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And, and they still had their references, you know, like that that throwaway line, like oh. People thought that the ship was taken by a giant green space hand. They're like, oh god, yeah, I saw the original series. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> you know, but it's like, um, sadly, this villain is. I mean, he's new in a sense where he doesn't really exist anywhere else in the canon, kind of. But his story arc and like his and the payoff and then the payoff and like the reveal in the end that oh he's not just an alien he's actually like part of an old generation of stuff I mean he was the original captain of the Franklin yeah yeah that felt like my okay my my problem is it didn't feel new enough it's like it's new in its execution but it's so drenched in cliche and tropes and it's like oh yeah okay I'm actually okay with the cliches and whatnot because it's like again a good adversary you're only as good as your adversary in the film per se and this guy he had a crew he had this and the ship before it all went to hell and he started injecting himself with this magic blood if I recall right or was it no he sucked the life sucked life force and everything so he's basically a one one man army leading dictator kind of person so it's like against a crew where the objective is to uncover new ground all that and, okay. it's just a, in a way it's sort of like a war of ideals but not in the most diplomatic of sense it's more of an action kind of sense true that I mean like he had, he, he was on a personal vendetta and all that yes now this is where I'm going to see Into Darkness is Superior even though okay I'm going to get a lot of hate of this right Cumberbatch or Cumberkhan whatever right now, his villain, despite being, you know, like, an obvious reference to, you know, the Wrath of Khan and, like, and all that, but that villain was way out of their league. Superior in, like, military, in engineering. Like, he's just better, and he felt, like, things were more at stake with that villain. Whereas this villain is like, like oh, it's an- another weird alien, and it's, once he's revealed to be just human after a while like you know like you know oh this planet's given us all these power like this technology that makes makes turns us into vampires right yeah. then like you slowly see him kind of like degenerate back into his like kind of human form yeah. i didn't feel like the stakes were high enough like, even with the so-called super weapon the bio weapon yeah the, 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 the artifacts the yeah. deus ex machina the guffin whatever right? and, like that's my problem with this movie is like it was great until the end where things felt like it felt like a very bad james bond movie where like yeah, like you know, the 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 heightened excitement kind of starts to wane and like starts drop drops off a little bit. I mean, the set piece at the end with the in Yorktown City. I mean, like wow, with the with the Inception effects where the buildings are like facing oh, each other. Yeah, yeah, that was okay. Insane. It was a gorgeous scene, but story wise, plot wise, I felt like you know th- this villain kind of peaked somewhere around the middle, and then like kind of I kind of lost interest in like you know the stakes and like whether or not you know like. I, it, to me, it felt like, yeah, of course, Captain Kirk's gonna save the day. Yeah. You know, I mean, compared to, like, the first, uh, the, the movie previously, In True Darkness, dude, he died. And I know in the lamest way possible. And, I know and resurrected in the lamest in, way in, possible. In, 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 the Tribble. <laughs> Yo, Tribbles? <laughs> okay, Tribbles are speaking, cute. Speaking of cult references. Yeah, I know, I know, the Tribbles. Uh, okay, I mean, yes. I know that movie has its faults, right? But the, the thing about Into Darkness, which I feel is like, it's, it's a superior movie. Like, I'm just basing Into Darkness and Beyond, right? 
like the stakes were really high in the darkness you know and like the characters were really pushed to the edge whereas in beyond is like they've been tested and it's like they had the entire ship destroyed in the first 10 minutes again <laughs> you know, I, I, they gotta stop doing that you know stop fucking blowing up the Enterprise okay <laughs> I know you want I your... think it's a thing for like if your two movies done that yeah we're gonna do it again. this is how we feel about you Trek fans we'll just keep blowing up the Enterprise because you know? yeah, we're gonna build a new one because anyway. we need the glamour shot at the end where we see them rebuild it again like, not, like, or we'll oh, just find a new one lying around on the ground uh-uh. somewhere uh, which is strange is like the thing about Into Darkness remember that big black Peter Well the Robocop his Enterprise was like way bigger and blacker and noisier and it could like travel like could catch up with anybody in warp speed so why isn't Federation just using that thing you have the technology why are we still using the, like the bullshit Enterprise ships wouldn't that that big black motherfucker that, that wouldn't that stand a better chance against all the the nanobite alien attack okay the, the B ships the, the B ships, ships. Yeah, yeah it was like why, why didn't you what <laughs> I guess from a lot from a continuity standpoint yeah but that's what I also liked about Beyond I, 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 uh, so it's a new story didn't really mention much about the other two except the Le- Leonard Nimoy's uh, passing and all oh, that, that, that was nice, it was a nice little touch no my, the, the best touch was basically when Spock goes through uh, Spock primes a gear and he like finds the picture of the original time. yes dude I a tear welled up in my eye I was like oh my oh, god shit. I was alive and conscious and aware of this people of, of yeah, this it was so touching perfect movie I mean granted like not all movies are perfect you know? of course I mean it's not it's not is it better than Seven Samurai no fuck no, no, but, no but as a summer blockbuster especially as a palette cleanse after like you know Batman versus Superman and like Ghostbusters and like you know I mean like wow it's like so like out of a 10 what would this be I mean I already said it's like you know it's, it's a strong B you know, I would give it 7.5 to 8 you know I mean it's, it'll definitely never get a 9 or a 10 but I mean, granted, as a Star Trek movie, you know, I mean, as a Star Trek fan, I am a Star Trek fan. I, I'm not, I'm not Trekkie. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm not, not, I'm not eyeballs deep into the whole lore and the, the techno jargon. You know, I mean, I'm a fan of the original series. I'm a fan of Next Generation. I even went as far as like what Babylon, uh, Babylon Five, Babylon oh, so Five, like, um, Deep Space Nine. I Enterprise as well. Even the Scott Bakula, yeah. Even at the, I mean, I gave that a shot. You know, <laughs> as boring as it was, you know. 
I watched that not for Star Trek. I watched it for the Contalite guy. You know, yeah. oh, fuck Scott Bakula is working again. Yeah, yes. he's awesome. Yeah, you know, but now okay. Now, when the new movie came out, was it two thousand nine? The Star Trek reboot, right? Nine ten. It was around that. Time. It was around that time, yeah. right? Okay, now you have to understand, right? I'm gonna say this, right? The reason that movie was so successful, right, was because the Star Wars prequels were so garbage. Hands down, if those if the Star Wars prequels were amazing, this wouldn't even be an afterthought. You know, they're like, why would we need to make another sci-fi? You know, like, what JJ Abrams? Who cares? You know, what the guy who did Alias, the guy who did Lost, fuck him. You know, like we got, <laughs> yeah. this, we got this Star Wars, we need to build off again. You know, like, yeah. but because that failed, right, and then it created this. Yeah. Fuck those movies. You know, <laughs> yeah. but like, you know, it created this little black hole where like, oh, we need something big, bombastic, grandiose some epic science fiction like the world was craving for it I mean like Avatar came out before that right Avatar was definitely 2010 because I remember referring the game around that time oh, but it was around the same time or they were probably like maybe a year oh apart? it was a before Star Trek 2009 so Star Trek came out first God bless IMDB then, I, then Avatar yep Avatar was definitely 2010 or at least till end of 2009 okay now let's go back to 2009 when you watched the first Star Trek movie, like the Star Trek reboot, right? Were you not blown away? I was blown away. I'll have to admit. I'll confess. It's like, yep, this is the Star Trek I kind of wanted to watch that might have been dumbed down, but not really, per se. I wouldn't even say it was dumbed down. I would just say it was rejiggered, reconfigured. Okay, rejiggered. That would be a better word. You know, like, you know, I mean, it's like, you know, like, we're going to have to have, like, all, like, you know, all the Gene Roddenberry and all the next generation stuff and like we're gonna put all of this in one movie no they're gonna take the best parts they're gonna adapt the fuck out of like all this uh, th- this entire legacy mm-hmm. and you know with fresh young actors fresh faces giving us new takes I mean like it like I said J.J. Abrams knows exactly he has the formula where like okay we need to include the right amount of fan service but here's the rest of it where I can just do my thing and like you know, as a as a science fiction movie, it was action packed. Like, what was your only comparison back then? It was like the Star Wars prequels. Yeah, fuck that shit. No, you know, people talking Trade Federation. You know, like, you know, Galactic Texas. Fuck that shit. You know, like, fucking Sulu kicked ass with a sword. You know, like <laughs> yeah. wow. And it's like I did not remember the villain that well though. In, in part one, no, yeah. part one was uh, the Romulan played by Eric Bana. Yeah, I don't remember him at all. I mean, granted, even though I'm not really a fan of Into Darkness, I did remember Ben Khan, definitely. Which is why, I, nothing I didn't bring up. It's just the name, but at why the same time, Why is that a superior movie? Dude, Cumberbatch. As he a nails rolled. He nails rolls. He nails rolls. I mean, he fucking played the fuck out of the dragon in the, the Hobbit movie. Yeah. You know, but it's like, I would say, like, um, I mean, as a villain, like, he stands out. Okay, but... Um, so Star Trek 1 happened, Star Trek 2, eh, very polarizing, you know. Like, and the thing is, most of the hate came from Star Trek fans who felt like, uh, you know, we're messing with our legacy, you're taking stuff. I mean, this is what J.J. Abrams like, He was literally like saying, okay, I have, for the first movie, this is the amount of fan service I did. Now I'm going to like take it up a notch. I'm going to try and throw in more things and see what I can get away I with. I think that's why I didn't like the second one that much. I was like, why do we need this when we can just we already did that in the first and, one and you know? I get it I get why a lot of people got riled up you know but like for me I was like yo one argument a, a, a Trekkie fan of mine had was like oh man like you know like is, is, they're, they're fucking with Wrath of Khan the greatest Star Trek movie ever and this is my was my immediate response 
Wrath of Khan didn't age well. That movie is fucking boring now. I loved it when I watched it, like when I was much younger. But we gotta let go of that shit, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, granted, like, yeah, he could have done more interesting things. He could have taken it to new directions. But in this age where we, like, you know, executives with their hands in their pockets and everything, like, I get why he did it. And I just, I just want to say, like, for Into Darkness, I have to commend J.J. Abrams for being like for taking this material and at least putting it wasn't a clever twist but it was a twist that worked flipping the roles of like uh, Kirk and Spock you know up to the point where even Spock is the one who yells like the infamous Khan yeah. you know like, and what I love about Into Darkness right because my favourite character from original series all the way up to now is goddamn Spock he's the one I looked up to he got the spotlight in the second one. And Into Darkness, he was a goddamn badass, you know, when he beat down Khan. I was like, <laughs> yeah. yo, you know, that fight? I was like, I was rooting for him all the way. And when he did the Vulcan neck pinch and you see Khan like, ah! It's like, yeah, this is like, like, when you want to reboot something or you want to adapt something, make something more cool, more badass, more young, more fresh, like, yo, I want to see this version of Spock. Like, he's cold, he's calculating, he's like the logic monster for most of, you know, the dialogue, right? But when it comes to throw down, like Spock's the one. Because, I mean, it has been kind of mentioned, like, if Spock and Kirk were to get into a fight, Spock would win hands down because Vulcan was just naturally bigger, stronger, and tougher. Mm-hmm. Right? And I mean, besides the Vulcan neck pinch and all the other things, right? Now, it's like, this is one thing about Beyond, is like, oh man, I wanted like a Spock moment. But he kind of got it already in Into Darkness, per se. True, and I know the other guys deserve some shine. Yeah, like... and then he teamed up together with Bones to find the ship, and he got pierced, remember? don't forget that. Some of the funniest dialogue ever. And yes. like, yo, props to Carl Urban for maintaining the D4 Skelly impersonation this long. <laughs> yes. Yo. <laughs> that, is, that is crazy. That is fucking acting. You know? yeah. I mean, it's like, I, 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 I mean, like, his delivery... I, it, there's nothing ironic about it. No, he's just delivering it the way, like... Yeah. And, and God bless Carl Urban for it. You know, Carl Urban, man, super underrated actor. The guy needs... Give him more work, man. Uh, but the, one of my biggest boys was like, basically, okay, I wanted a moment like that for any character, not just Spock. I wanted some character to just come up and say, okay, this is my time to shine, this is my time to show off. Because in part one, uh, it was Sulu had the sword fight. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then like there was a moment where uh, uh, Chekhov himself, like you know, before Scotty even arrived, he was like, he he was the I'm I'm the other scientific genius. I can figure out how to teleport these guys as they're free falling mid and something like that, right? There was that scene. I can do this. I can figure this out. There was the one scene that he ran into the bridge and, and he ran he ran off the like the cons and then. Um, and then the second one it was Spock. Okay, and the second yeah. one is like yo okay like uh, Spock was. And in the first one, it's like, oh, we made we the, the 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 only reason for Spock was like we need to make him lose control to get emotional so that you know he has to relinquish his uh his captain role for Kirk to finally achieve the captain chair. Right? So that was his moment. But in part two, yo, Spock, you know, wow, <laughs> like he that's my hero kicking ass. It's like yeah, okay, that's why I forgive Into Darkness. You know, yes, they fucked with the um. What, what the fans thought about or what the fans like you know felt like oh this is the, the true nature of these characters no no fuck that no no I mean the adapt the adaptation the change like it, it was fresh it was new it was like yeah I'm rooting for this now part three 
the so-called big moment was Scotty. <laughs> to me, it's like, oh hey, look at him having emotional scenes, having this weird, like, um, like the, 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 and all these other action pieces where all the team just work together with Jayla as well. Right, with Jayla as well. As well. I mean, I mean, I, okay. And solving the problem for solving the actual mic problem using the whole frequency thing. I mean, yeah, okay. I was despite the fact that yeah they defeated all uh, the, the B army. It, it just felt more like with the power of it. Team but that that, that section where they were like bouncing dialogue off each other, like if we did it this way, then this way, then this like this other character, like to see them like you know synergize like that, like oh I that gave me that's that was my tricky bone, and I was like yes, you know. But uh, there weren't enough of those moments for me. I, I, that's my major problem with Star Trek Beyond. Is like. Wow, it's like okay, you can go really big with this, and I don't know if it's because like no, you don't have like the the, the power of J.J. Abrams. Mm-hmm. Like one thing that kind of like that made me kind of doubt this movie was like during the intro, like when you see the, like oh the Alibaba pictures, like oh God. oh that yeah. You know, I mean, I I put my hand it's hands on my forehead. I was like thinking. Oh, I think you're gonna be seeing a lot of that. For yo, future the movies. last time I saw that was in that last Transformers movie and in the Ninja Turtles movie. And oh really? Yeah, the second one. Alibaba has been sponsoring a lot, which I haven't seen. No, I mean like you know, props to Alibaba for like you know, putting money where you know Hollywood doesn't there anymore. But I really doubt they're just they're just doing it to dumb down movies for the Chinese market. It's like everything's all. No, but here's the strange thing: there wasn't the unnecessary Chinese moment. Like in the Transformers movie, it's like, oh hey, here's this Chinese drink. Oh, it's delicious. Fucking. You're fighting in China. Yeah, You're that's fighting the in China. China. Oh, here's the Chinese scientist. Like, yeah. None of that happened in this new Star Trek. Thank God for that. You know, and, and I'm Thank pretty, and I'm pretty sure it's like the people at Alibaba is like basically you now here's the money, just make good science fiction, then we'll, we'll watch it. You know, and I'm pretty sure like, uh, I mean, they're not dumb. They they know that like if if you're constantly putting. Things like you know, like I said, if you if you're hammering in these references or these other yeah, people are gonna call you people out. People are gonna call you out. They, I mean, they know that they just want to make money. They just gonna put money, you know. And so I was I, I I was glad that none of that shit happened. But at the same time, it's like I mean, despite all this, uh, despite all I'm saying, right? It's still a very good film. Yeah. I I just have to say that you know it's like. I mean, as a Star Trek fan, yes, I am thoroughly satisfied. As an action movie film fan, like, um, not unsatisfied, but it's like, oh, I wish they could have done more with it. And, like, for me, I'm just saying, like, oh, maybe, like, you know, this is Justin Lin now standing on his own two feet. I mean, there was, like, what, six or seven other directors who were slated to direct this, and then they chose him, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, even Edgar Wright himself was kind of, like, in the pipeline. I believe so, yeah. But I did did feel that Justin Lin actually did this justice. Like, again, with the whole teamwork dynamic. Yeah. Action scenes, which were actually more than enough for me, actually, to be honest. Like, just enough dialogue. Everything about it, yeah. Everything just works fine. I mean, we already knew that Jayla has this, like, camouflage image device thing no, I'm so almost totally fine with it that, it all just links up just well especially the sabotage bit uh, <laughs> I know I know we've got different days and whatnot not, maybe I'll, I'll need to sit through that again but I don't know I, 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 I literally it cringed when that song started I was like no, and it's not just that it's like 
when they were doing that whole banter they were like saying oh maybe we use a, a very high frequency like a radio frequency oh yes then like oh what we're gonna do is we're gonna put our music through the speaker and like, like, i was actually giggling when that was, I was like oh they're actually I gonna do like it i was like sinking in my shit. seat it's like no 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 because it was so ob- i mean like, the whole this felt like a data moment without data uh, when you think about it no, not even. and that's another thing <laughs> I don't. I don't know if we have enough time to go on this tangent. Like, okay, and then one of the problems I have with Beyond is, like I said, it's probably because of the absence of J.J. Abrams, right? It doesn't have the grandiose, big Hollywood blockbuster feel. Like the opening started off like one yeah, of that, that was big. Like yeah. they like a, no, uh, not even not not say the opening. I mean, like the starting of Beyond felt like like he he started with oh Star Date, you know, oh traditional Star Trek opening. You know, he, he's doing his captain's log and he's talking about you know, what's going on. It's like, I had very strong Picard vibes. It's like, okay, it, it, okay. Felt, it felt like an episode of the next generation. Like, oh, this is just, just you know, us, you know, fucking about the, in the, on the Enterprise. We're, on a, we're three years into our five-year mission. Starting, things are going to get mundane. We're going to reach this Yorktown port, you know. And then like, I, it felt like, man, this feels like a next generation movie all of a sudden. Which it did, I... Okay, I I I haven't watched enough next generation. You only films. need to see Insurrection. <laughs> that was pretty Let me bad. Just say that. <laughs> that was pretty bad. No, no, but like that was really bad. I mean, don't bother with the generations. I mean, but out of all like the Picard movies, I mean, that's what I felt. Is like, oh, it's um, just a regular next generation. It felt episode. like you could I could taste the smaller budget. I think that's what I'm trying to say. Is like, oh, I don't know. I felt that this was actually epic in its scale. The first part, the last part of the ships, yeah, and Yorktown crashing, the reveal of that planet where they crashed, and all the action scenes in between. Maybe it might be small scale, but also felt personal. But yeah, I felt that I think the budget actually went out slightly higher for this for me. You think? Yeah, it just looked. It looked like a they, bigger they, they, movie to you. Yeah, it did. It did. Hmm. I know. I know. It sounds strange considering that you're really into Into Darkness, but still, I just felt this was a much more bigger spectacle per se. They got. Probably a bigger budget just because of those the beginning and oh, the end. Is that Alibaba money? Yeah, yeah all that Alibaba <laughs> money. And somewhere in between, maybe the bike. I'm not so sure, but I know I was actually blown like, away by the first and the plus. I, I think what I'm, I mean, like to, to kind of bolster my argument with how much smaller it feels is probably that bike scene, where like instead of an epic spaceship battle, like oh hey we have motocross stunts. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of Star Trek episodes do happen on the ground too, not so much in the ships. True that. So I felt that bike scene of all that fighting stuff in between and before and after that, that just felt like a Star Trek moment to me in that sense. But you have to remember, I'm not a big, I'm not, I'm not really into the lore per se. I mean, okay. I've only seen Wrath of Khan. I've only seen the one of the whales. I forgot was it four? four? Yeah, fourth one. Virtual, yeah. Um, yeah, just quite a few of them and a few episodes here and there. And I can't count Gargoyles, although technically that has a lot of Star Trek guys on it too. <laughs> Which deserves its own episode. Yes, we yes. Need to, we need to do our love I'm like a love Gargoyles I'm a, animated show. All, all, all my Star Trek knowledge is actually from my brother-in-law. But the point is... Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The point is... Yeah, I'm we only should get local, him on the yeah. show if he's free. He's in Malaysia. It's going to be a bit hard. Uh, unless, of course, we can get like you know some uh, lovely sponsor money. Oh yeah, that would be nice. That'd be nice. Then we can like start doing Skype calls and yeah. shit. Uh, but but anyway, we should just cut it down. Like uh, I think we're almost out of time. Anyway, let's just cut it down. Star Trek Beyond, 
it's good, but not good for you compared to Into Darkness. It's okay. Let me just say it again. Out of the three reboot movies, I prefer Into Darkness. Despite what other people say, or despite what the general consensus is about that movie, mm-hmm. th- does that mean Beyond is a bad movie? No, no, it's not. It's fucking good. I liked it. Okay, but it just disappointed in in in, in certain parts. So like to compare with the other movies, I would still put Into Darkness above it. And yes, I'm a Trekkie, and yes, I will fight any of you other motherfuckers who. <laughs> okay, no. You got we got a website anyway, so we have a last thing on that. No, no, like. Okay, I know what the problems Into Darkness has, but I don't know why I just personally love that movie way more. Okay? We got a Twitter feed too for that. <laughs> so, come on, fight me, all you guys, you know, yeah. at Last King Podcast, bring it. No, but okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll put Beyond as my top one, but Into Darkness, I think I might probably have to watch it again just so that I can get the subtext. Mm, yeah, I mean, or maybe watch the other older Star Trek just films. Divorce yourself from all like you know like the naysaying and and like yes, I know it's it's a retread of Wrath of Khan, but you know it's it's like as its own story. It, yeah. it was just done very well. I've never said it was a terrible movie either. It's like mm. it's all it's all right. It's just you know maybe I mean, Beyond just grabbed me really well because I remember this from the old Star Trek. That felt like it more than interplanetary politics. And, <laughs> or intergalactic planetary oh, yeah, politics. Yeah. Planetary <laughs> intergalactic. Oh, yeah. One more Beastie Boys reference. It's <laughs> an awesome song. <laughs> no, 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 Beastie Boys. Fucking they deserve their own episode here. Rest in peace, Adam York. Yeah. Yo, oh, man, I miss good hip-hop. Yeah. And with that, I think we can sign off. Yes. Till the next episode. Yeah. This is uh, your co-host Shafiq. And this is Mr. Toffee saying goodnight. Whoa!